The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry. So head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and our podcasts. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. We continue with a wacky, with a wild, with an absolutely entertaining NASCAR season to wrap up yet another race and preview uh, what's about to be another fantastic race in the NASCAR 2022 season. I, of course, am your host of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. He is the other half of this, the better looking half, the smarter half, the guy that hits 40 to 1 picks, Cody Zeeb. Cody, uh, we're just going to get this out of the way. I, I put in the show notes the obligatory Cody congratulations. So, Cody, uh, you not only get Ryan Blaney's corner this week, but you get go ahead and gloat corner. So, begin. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. I got to finish uh, eating this watermelon over here. <laughs> 40 to fucking 1, man. The Woo! watermelon, man. He did it for us. Finally. We just talked about it. I think it was last week even. We hadn't had a winner yet, but we had one coming soon. 40 to 1 is about the sweetest way you can hit one. So, yeah, that was, uh, man, there was some big sweats going on in that too. It was not an easy 40 to 1. He definitely had the best car in the second half there, but, uh, boy, that last lap, I went through all the emotions. <laughs> Everybody went through 40 the to lane. one. Here it comes here. Oh. oh my God. There it goes. Oh, he's got a. Oh, oh my God. He's going to hit it. <laughs> I was yelling and jumping up and down and, oh man, it was, uh, yeah, I was glad we finally hit one and hit a big one like that is, is always fun. That, that makes up for anything and everything. So, uh, yeah, just. Just happy we did it, and I'm ready to keep doing it some more. So, okay, for those of you who don't know, maybe this is your first time listening to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Yes, Cody did predict Ross Chastain to get his first cup win, and he did that at Echo Park last week in Coda at the Circuit of the Americas track in what has to be 
And and look, last season I, I, we talked about it on the show last time. We got robbed of a really good road race. I feel like, and this season just basically gave it to us, and and then said, you know what? Here's a little makeup for what happened last year. So you know we're going to give you the race, and we're going to give you a little extra on top of that because uh, it packed a punch, especially that last lap. Like you said, you were going through all of the emotions. Right, I mean, this was all sort of a, a Ross Chastain in the last overtime start. You you don't know what's going on. That last lap, three wide, Bowman gets into it again. Almost had an opportunity to win too, um, but the the one, the forty eight, and and AJ Allmendinger, who was up there pretty much the whole race long, found himself in the in the midst of everything, pushing hard for a win. Uh, Chastain comes away untouched. And uh, the rest is history, and they have to sweep the track of watermelon. But what a race by Chastain, and what a race by everybody, right? Yeah, it was just, I mean, again, <laughs> every week, it, they, these races have just been so great. And then you have a finish like that. I mean, how amazing was it? it and then, I mean, it was the same two guys, well, sort of uh, on Saturday. I had Ch Chastain to win the Xfinity race at plus 1,800, and that was looking really good for a while. And then he got caught up at the end there and it didn't happen. And Almondinger won that, but, uh, which I believe somebody else on the podcast picked. Hey, that's me, but <laughs> I'm not going to upstage your 40 to one, man. You, this hey, is your man. day. Winners are winners. All right. We both <laughs> had some winners. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, just great racing. All, all three races were great. Uh, I, I had thrown out Bowman also on the trucks, uh, and he was there at the end in that one too. So, yeah, just there. I mean, again, another super great weekend of racing. NASCAR has done just such a great job. This car has obviously made a hell of a difference, and we see it play out every week. So, and it's that's been great. and that's really the the car is the story of this season. And for more than really one one thing, the fact that it's new, it's just you saw the amount of abuse that car can take. I mean, Logano at one point was rolling through the kitty litter, and and last season the car would have been torn up underneath, right? That sheet metal would have just been gone. But it felt like he just drove off and was, was fine other than the fact that, you know, he, he had a little bit of damage, but not because of what was happening. And, and the car actually withheld running through that, that gravel, that, that sand trap, whatever it is out there. Um, but it held up. Yeah, and I mean, how many times did we see him go six, seven wide into that turn one on restarts? I mean, last year that would have been six flat tires because a little sheet metal got banged up and and the tire, you know, tire rub, and then you're done. But I mean, and it speaks to AJ Allmendinger could have won the race and finished thirty third. There was that many cars left on the lead lap where that he got put behind after he got spun out. So yeah, I mean, there was many instances of cars getting beat up or banged up, and we even saw it. In practice, Ryan Blaney spun out and hit the wall in a in an accident that probably would have tore up the car pretty bad last year. Then he turns around and qualifies fast. I think he was on the pole, wasn't he? he qualified fast. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I mean, yeah, that I mean that this car is just everything about it. They've just really hit the nail on the head. I think. Uh, I mean, we've seen great racing. We've seen different guys up there. We've seen that quote unquote level playing field more. And, and yeah, it, again, this weekend approved it with, yeah, that Joey Logano was crazy. I mean, there was rocks spitting out of the back of his car when he left that. Looked like a and vacuum cleaner. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have just destroyed those cars last, the you know, last year or previous years. So 
this car and its ability to hold up, its ability to give us great racing, equal racing, it's been fantastic. It it absolutely has. Again, you can if you, <laughs> I guarantee you, you could probably skip the first four uh, minutes of every podcast because we're just gushing about the cars. Don't, but you know, if you don't want to so hear, not to though, because every week it's just, again, it's like, yeah, you know, you think you're going to get a boring, and this will be the true test this weekend mm-hmm. because Richmond has kind of become known as a track that has had some pretty boring races over the years. So we're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna really find out. And again, it's another test of. Something we've kind of seen, but not really. It's it's another different scenario. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, this might be the biggest test for how exciting can this car make the racing on a track that has proven to not have such great races in the past. Absolutely. And we'll get to that in stage three. Let's uh, let's wrap up the Echo Park. We'll talk a little more about what happened. The favorite there was obviously Chase Elliott. Finished in fourth. Had a shot couple times right i mean it was wasn't like he was completely out of the race but i just didn't feel like he was in contention nearly as much as what the odds makers were giving him for that yeah i mean and we saw i mean the last couple years obviously he was a favorite for a reason he dominated road courses and then him and larson last year were class of the field at every road course and we did not see that this week elliot did look really good towards the end of the race which he generally seems to get better and usually he's got one of the best pit crews in the series. And I think they cost him a chance at that race because he was up there and then we had that final caution and he got pushed way back and he had to fight his way back to the field, which he did to finish fourth. But had they got him out up, up front where he came in, I think he would have been battling with those guys and had a better chance. Larson, on the other hand, I don't think he's finished better than 29th in the last three races. So that's something that's interesting I mean, obviously, with the dominance we saw from him last year, all those wins, the championship being the class of the field every week. So, uh, and his teammate, I mean, obviously, he's got a win already this season. So maybe they're trying some different stuff or whatever, but his teammates have been running well and he's just not been up there the last few weeks. So. That, that's a good right. point. I think you. I think you're right, though. I think they're throwing the kitchen sink at this. I mean, you know, you, you, you give him, but figure out what you have in your equipment for future races down the road. Because, again, Kyle Larson finishing 29th, you didn't hear that a whole lot in 2021. Right. And, I mean, he he was up in the top 10 until there was that one pit stop towards the end where some guys came in and some guys stayed out. He got shuffled back, and then he just kind of never came back up there. So it's not like he was absolutely horrible all day, but he wasn't up front or lead. I don't think he ever led like we've seen the la- you know last year with all the road courses where he was up front the whole time, it seemed like. So definitely and again yeah maybe they are trying things i mean obviously they've got to win which maybe doesn't lock you into the playoffs anymore but uh, <laughs> we'll see about that but uh yeah so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if they do try some things especially when we come up to some tracks that we're going to see in the playoffs if they take some wild swings on some of these bigger teams where they have cars that are quote unquote locked in with the win well, you, you said it, too. I mean, this is the 12th consecutive winner under the age of 30, the, the third first-time winner this season, and the sixth different winner in six different races to start the season. Uh, we are seeing an absolute show right now this season. It's, it's just incredible to me that six different drivers have a win in six different races, and they're all young. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that that's the biggest point. They're all young which is just crazy. I mean, even a guy like Chastain, he's been around a minute 
which it's crazy to look. If you look back, I think it was 2015. If you look at Ross Chastain and Alex Bowman were in the crappiest equipment there was, basically, which we don't really see anymore, but start and park cars where they were just showing up to the track to start the race, run two or three laps, and then pull it in because they would collect enough money to make a profit for the weekend. And those guys were literally doing those things, and now they're in these top-tier rides, winning races and running up front. It's crazy to see progression like that, and it's great to see Chastain and Bowman having success after taking literally the hard road to get there for sure. But, uh, yeah. I don't have a favorite driver, as you know, anymore because Jimmy Johnson is no longer with the the Cup Series. But, I don't know, man, Chastain seems to be uh, giving me a a reason to want to pick a favorite driver again because he's a lot of fun to watch. And, boy, if he's going to smash watermelons every single race, uh, I want to see that happen. No kidding. Well, he's so likable too. Like a few years ago, he he was in the truck and Xfinity series and it seemed like he was just kind of like wrecking people all the time and all over the place. And it's like, who the hell is this guy? You know, but now that you've, now that he's up in the cup series and you see him more in the spotlight and you kind of learn more about his story. I mean, he's literally like a fifth generation watermelon farmer. Like that's where the whole watermelon thing comes from. He, he's just a watermelon farmer that's worked his way into the NASCAR cup series. Now he's a winner. Like, dude is so likable. It's hard to hate him. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I, you know, like I said a few years ago, I'm like, what? what's this guy's deal? But now he's calmed himself down and, and he's running well. And you, you see his story and the watermelon smashing thing. I mean, it's a great, you know, we had Carl Edwards and with the backflips back and stuff a few years ago. And now, now you got the watermelon smashing. So I like it. Yeah, he's a great guy. I, I really have enjoyed watching him. I'm glad to see he get a, him get a win. Me too. Me too. Like I said, it, it makes the sport better when you can root for more than just four or five drivers every single week. So uh, they've done good. Let's uh, let's recap our bets real quick. Uh, we talked about it earlier. I had Almondinger to win the Xfinity race, which he did. Uh, poor Chastain got caught up, finished in 17th. So unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen. But he won where it counted. And we'll get to that in a second. Logano over Hamlin. Was, our, was both of our consensus pick. Both Cody and I had uh, Logano finishing over Hamlin. Unfortunately, Logano got caught up in that mess in 67, on lap 67, and Hamlin, I mean, look, it was looking good for a second, and then all of a sudden, Logano had to get spun out, and uh, I think he even spun himself out on 67, and that's what <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah, it was that, that was such an up-and-down bet. It was looking good for a while, and then it was like, oh, no. And then it was looking good. I think you even mentioned. You're like, oh, that's that's good for the Logano bet because something happened to Hamlin, and then, yeah, he just, ugh, I really, I mean, I had picked him as my other pick to win too, and he did not impress like I thought he would. Uh, nah, so he had a rough I, day. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened there, but you know, forty to one winner, so I'm not too worried about <laughs> it. <laughs> that that heals all wounds, doesn't it? Uh, all right, we've got Chastain in the top three. I bet on that. Obviously, that cashed. Uh, which was yeah, that was your lock of the century last week. Yeah, it was too, wasn't Ooh, it? Easy, easy money, man. Plus six hundred on that one. Uh, so that was good. And then we had uh, you had Bell, or let's see, I had Bell as the top Toyota. Uh, no, no, you had Kurt Busch as the top Toyota, but Christopher Bell man. stole that. Yeah, Thunder. Kurt did not impress this last week. I don't know what the deal. He he was just bad the whole race. That that. I threw that ticket out the second I <laughs> dropped the green flag. It was like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I felt like it was solid reasoning going into the weekend with 
uh, how he'd been performing and, and what we'd seen him do in the car. And I don't know if they just missed on it or what, but he was never, never in the mix at all. So, I mean, that's again, that's really what you you thought. Kurt Busch was looking good with all of those top five finishes. And uh, this is the week he decides to, to just kind of dump on you. But again, 40 to one because Almondinger did not win, unfortunately. And Ross Chastain was the big winner of the day. So congratulations again to Cody for nailing that one. Uh, and I hope you guys tailed that bet because uh, that's fantastic handicapping and uh, definitely came through. So um, we're going to ride that one into the sunset, Cody. Did you want – I'll give you the final word on, on your week with Ross Chastain before we roll into the break. I mean, what else <laughs> is there to say? Just, you know, I hope you guys tailed it. Uh, even if you weren't able to get up 40 to one, I think he closed around 20 to one or so, which is still great value. So, uh, go buy yourself a watermelon this week and, uh, let's go win some money next week. Go buy yourself a watermelon. Just roll it over. <laughs> I think, I think we've got some good bets coming up for you in, in stage three, uh, for, for this week, uh, at the first short track, but we'll tee that up when we get back. Because if you are looking for Las Vegas style casino fun in the palm of your hand, you can stop looking because WinBet, the premier online casino for the five-star Win Resort properties, has it for you. From classic table games to all the best slot thrills and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today. You're going to get a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. Join the WinBet Win Hour. It's from 2 to 3 Pacific time, and you get better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app, which is you, I know, it's alerted right on the hour. It tells you exactly when to start betting. So bet $500 plus on college basketball Thursday through Sunday. You're going to be entered to win a two-night stay at the Win Las Vegas. Example, this is an example for you. If you wager $1,100 on the men's college basketball tournament on Thursday through Sunday, you're eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where played through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We are at it again, the SGPN is. We are giving away $1,000 in our final four contest. All you got to do is respond to 10 questions, and whoever has the most correct, you get $1,000. To enter, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash final four. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash final four. Tell you what, we have got a fantastic race on tap. The first short track of the season. We head to Richmond, Cody. Uh, you said it. This has not been a race that has been all that exciting in the past, but I figure we got to throw all that out, all that script out the window now and get ready for uh, what's bound to be. Uh, a lot of fun to watch this this coming weekend. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be the true test of a lot of things. So <laughs> we we've, we've literally touched all the tracks so far this year. We started off with the quarter mile uh, at the Coliseum. We, we go to the big track in Daytona. We got the road courses. We got two miles, one and a half miles, one mile. This one's three quarter mile. <laughs> so and it's the D shaped oval. So it allows them to kind of get up a little faster than some of the other short tracks, but. It's also a very flat track. Uh, but, I, I mean, test-wise, again, like we said, there's been some great races here, but some of them over the past couple of years have just been a little more boring. This has also been a place that's been dominated by Gibbs in the past few years. 
So that's going to be very interesting because obviously we've noted how bad of a season start to the season they've had with Toyota and Gibbs in general. So I think we're going to get a lot of answers here. If Gibbs doesn't perform this weekend, then I think that's really going to prove how far behind the eight ball Toyota and Gibbs are because they've, I mean, they've owned this track really for the most part. So if we don't see that from them this weekend, which I don't know, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not sold on it. I'm super (laughs) torn this weekend too. I'm like, because like Martin Truex Jr. has been so good here. But it's like, man, do you, do you play him in DraftKings? Do you play him in fantasy? Do you bet on him? Do you... <laughs> I don't know what to do because he's not really proven it so far this season. We haven't seen much from him. I know. Well, and we'll definitely cover him when we get to the bets. And, and, and this is going to be – look, stick around for the bet section, folks. This is going to be a very interesting bet section. Uh, but I will say, uh, because I, as I look over our, our show sheet – um, neither one of us uh, have any of. Oh no, you have them. So never mind. I won't cover them until until we get to the actual thing. Uh, let's just talk about the race itself. Uh, in this race, there are 400 laps. That's a lot of laps. So again, you're talking about with DFS with DraftKings. Uh, some of these these races have had leaders with 200 laps led. So you got to keep an eye open for that type of points because. If, you, if you're down the, the race winner or the, the guy that leads the race by 200 laps, then you're a little bit screwed. But 300 miles on a three-quarter of a mile track. Uh, Alex Bowman actually won this race, this this race last season. Uh, and, and when you look at the active leaders in track wins here, Kyle Busch comes in with six wins, and then Hamlin and Harvick each have three apiece. Older names... Winning a lot on this track, but as we've seen so far this season, that doesn't necessarily mean too much. Exactly, and that's why it's another week of boy. How do how do you play this? You know, do you fall back on the old reliable vets that we've seen win here in the past, or is it going to be the Chastain show again? Is it going to be some of these younger guys that have been winning all these races? It's uh, another one that we don't, we just don't have the answers for yet. We don't. I mean, the only thing that we have to even remotely reference is the short track that we saw at the Bush Clash. And that's about the only type of comparison that we can draw. Two things wrong with that, though. One, that was a way short track. Uh, That almost can't be considered a track in some instances. And two, not everybody was on the track at the same time. And even at most, there was only almost half of what's going to be out there right now on, on that. So we don't know how the cars are going to react with 38 cars on the track uh, rather than, you know, 10 or even 20-some-odd that were in the clash at one time. So, does the beating and banging get worse? I mean, how how is this going to handle a couple of three-wide in in a short track like this? Uh, can it? Are we going to watch more flat tires? Are we going to see more equipment failure? I mean, really, this is about the biggest test. You said it, too. This is the biggest test these cars are going to go through. Coda was pretty big. Coda had a lot to test the car on, but this is a lot more of the acceleration deceleration. Um, you know, because even when you were watching Coda, they were barely leaving first gear at, at points. I love what NASCAR did and showed us the the actual gears and the braking area and everything that that went into uh, what was going on with the car. That was pretty pretty great to see. But this is just going to be straight 
gas brake, gas brake, gas brake. So 400 laps of that, that's going to put this car through a lot. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, to your point of the beating and banging, like we talked about these cars holding up so well, like here's the true test. Like we got Richmond this week. We got Martinsville, which is a super short track next week. And then Bristol dirt, which is going to be another crazy race. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of beating and banging and really get a test on how well these cars are going to hold up because uh, yeah, these, at these close quarters, you're going to see a lot more of it, I think. And it's going to be real interesting to see how aggressive these drivers are. I think they're getting more comfortable in these cars and realizing they can go through more. So how far are they willing to take it? It's going to be exciting to see. Hats off to the scheduling gods too. Those guys, man, they, they knew exactly how to schedule this season and really give us a a lot of thrills and a lot of fun each and every week. So uh, again, we talked about shifting too, and I'm bringing this up because obviously Coda, there was a lot of shifting uh, going on, especially in the uh, in the S turns and, and which. So this is going to be another instance where there's going to be a lot of shifting as well. And we saw some gearbox problems. We saw some shifting issues, some hanging gear issues with the car on Coda. So I'm wondering how much of that we're going to see in Richmond. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, we talked about it last week, how there would be so much more shifting. I mean, obviously, you're not going to shift that much here, but you're making a, a lot. Of that that was only, uh, granted, it was 27 shifts per lap or whatever, but it was only 62 laps. This is 300 or 400 laps of a lot of shifting as well. So, yeah, I mean, we saw issues with gearboxes. We saw guys missing shifts. So it could easily come into play here. And, I mean, one little slip up on that can cost you uh, very big <laughs> and cost you a lot of track, a lot of track time, a lot of track space. It can screw up your uh, transmission, your gearbox, all that stuff. So it, it could definitely play a big factor. And then of course, pits always a thing, always an issue. We saw a lot of uh, just crazy pit instances happen. And then obviously la- even last week we saw Bubba Wallace completely lose a tire uh, which we were talking about in the Slack channel as far as uh, not getting that lug nut on right. And I loved I loved Larry McReynolds' explanation of it as far as the gun itself felt the resistance necessary to say, yes, this lug is in. Bubba took off all of the bumps, all of the everything that was on that to the rumble strips, um, whatever Logano kicked up, uh, all that stuff, just sort of <laughs> jarred that tire loose and the lug fell off and then that wheel went uh, careening down the track. So, you know, th- these pits are, are, are close together in Richmond and it's just a matter of they got to hit their points or there's going to be a lot of loose wheels, a lot of tires flying around if they don't get it right this week. Yeah, and we've seen it a few times. I mean, and that's like we talked about on the Slack channel. That's an automatic four-race suspension for his crew chief and the tire changer. So now you're down a crew guy. Now you're down your crew chief, which I don't know. It's kind of silly because he's still basically running the show. He's just not there in person. But either way, it's a big difference. But, yeah, I mean, and Fox did a really good job, which a lot of times sometimes there's a Rex and they're like, how do you not have a camera on the wreck? You, you totally missed it. But this time, I mean, they you could see the lug nut pop off. You can see the wheel go for its little joyride. So, yeah, they, I mean, and they did a great job of explaining how it's 
how it happened and and what could cause it. And obviously, I mean, these guys are still getting used to it. They did five lug knot pit stops just last year. Some of them are still doing them on Saturdays in the truck series and the Xfinity series. Then they're coming to cup and it's back to one. So, and like he was saying, you know, that gun felt like it was on all the way, but for whatever reason, uh, it, it was in there sideways or just wasn't, wasn't seated all the way. So yeah. It, and I mean that, that ruins you. You lose your tire and your day's over. I mean, <laughs> you're not coming back from that. Yeah. So <laughs> not even, not even at Coda where you do have an opportunity to, to come from the back to the front every once in a while uh, with, with the cautions that were had. So, yeah, I mean, uh, really what this is going to boil down to, I think is who can keep themselves clean, who can continue to keep themselves in contention and who doesn't go several laps down and take themselves out of the race almost immediately. So, uh, I mean, does that sound like the blueprint for every single race? Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> this this week I feel like especially all of that is true. Uh, and, and if you can do all of that stuff, you can win. Because sometimes you can do all that stuff and still find yourself in the middle of the pack. But with this car, it feels like anybody has a shot. So just keep yourself in contention. Keep yourself clean. And, and there's no stringing out. You can actually catch back up to the leaders and possibly win. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, any other things that you have any notes for Richmond, any, anything you want to touch on how to handicap this or what we're looking for as we head into our bet section? Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm, (laughs) I'm torn on how to, again, I I mean, we've talked about it. It's been different every week with how much do you put into the stock of what's been going on this season? How much do you take from, from the past? So I'm leaning a lot more on the side of what we've seen this season and how, how these guys have handled their cars and how they've been performing. So, but again, we'll see. It's another unknown, which is, I mean, that's been the whole season as unknowns, which has been great. It makes it more exciting. And obviously we've been able to find some pretty great bets and cash them. So even though there's a lot of unknowns, I think we can still find some good edges here. Yeah, and that's why as we head into the 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 bet section here, I'm going to tell you that when I was approaching this, I was looking for a mixture of exactly that. I, I wanted the unknown. I wanted the the what we knew before because again, these tracks are muscle memory for a lot of these drivers, right? Some of them have made 30 plus starts. Some of them have been racing this for 14, 15 years, so they know the tracks. It's not so much that they don't know the tracks. It's just they're still getting used to the cars. We're six races in. All right, we've seen some of the veterans sort of not be able to get this whole thing. But there is a point at which it clicks. And it doesn't, I mean, you don't even have to see it coming, really, to be honest with you. Because if, uh, we haven't seen a lot of the stuff that's coming uh, happen so far this season. So you never know when it's going to happen, but you can always formulate sort of your your own opinion on it based on what you've seen before so i wanted that and then i also wanted a touch of what we've seen so far this season because momentum confidence uh we talked about that last week right momentum and confidence go a long way especially for a driver who just feels like they know the car um we're looking at you chastain we're looking at you even aj allmendinger because you know the guy came into coda and and had a very good weekend despite his finish but still you know, th- that sort of mixture is what you're looking at when you're trying to approach these races. And the lines sort of reflect that because you see kind of a, a wide swath of-, of mixes. You know, you see the guys up top, but now you're starting to see some of the newer names 
inch their way closer up to the top of that list. So, um, it, you know, finding finding the value this week was a little challenging, but fun. Yeah, well, and I, I think the books are just as confused on what to do as we are for what to pick because it is kind of all over the place. And it's, I mean, do you price Chastain above Larson because he's been performing better than him? I mean, you know, it, it's so difficult right now. So I, I think even they're struggling with it. And I think that gives us an advantage because if we can find something. And then going back to your point on, on mixing in some of the, the muscle memory and the past stuff, we saw that with Kevin Harvick at Phoenix. I mean, I was all about Fade Harvick, and he wasn't doing that well. And then we got to Phoenix, and it was like, no, he's going to do well here. And what happened? He did well there. So, uh, he, he, you know, when some of these guys dominate like that, you're still going to see, because they know the track so well and they know how to race it, that that plays in a lot, even though the new car, uh, you know, obviously takes some away from it. Still that knowing the track, having that experience, having been there before, been to victory lane, those wins, you can't take that away. And I think that does come into play still big time. So it definitely is still a mixture of both because we've seen both, obviously, with these new guys winning, the younger guys winning, these guys performing better. But we've also seen the Kevin Harvick's at Phoenix running up front, being in the mix. So it, it's definitely a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. One that you're going to have to keep an eye on Again, we'll pitch it again, that Slack channel, where we'll talk you through, especially during practices, during qualifying. Uh, we, we are there with you every step of the way to at least answer some questions for you and to try to get you in the right headspace. Uh, you had a pretty active weekend over there on the Slack channel. Yeah, we were busy this weekend. There was there was a lot of chatting going on kind of throughout the whole weekend and, and during the race and everything. It's about, I don't, I'm not always able to sit down and watch the whole race. We got youth sports and stuff going on, but... I was able to sit down and watch the whole thing this weekend, and it was nice to be able to sit down and chat with the guys. So, yeah, and again, that's all free. Like, you don't have to pay for that or anything. Everything at SGPN is free. So you you just uh, – I think it's sg.pn slash slack. Sign up. Jump in the NASCAR channel. <laughs> any other type of channel you want, football, college football, NFL, fantasy football, golf. Soon to be cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, Rod's digging into cricket now. There, there's literally a channel for everything, and if there's not one, make one, and people will join you in it, so it's fine. <laughs> sure will. Uh, all right, we're going to set up our bets in Stage 3. Uh, we have some fun ones again this weekend, and if nothing else, folks, eh, I'll save it for after the break. We're coming back with Stage 3 right after we talk about some horse racing. That's right. There are never enough things to gamble on. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport, which I'm sure a lot of you listening to this will be when you approach this. So go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stables, play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, don't worry about it. The app will give you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. You get multiple games offered every week. It tracks all over the United States. So get in the app, create your account, start building your stables today. You can even invite your friends to play against you or you can play against our stables. Follow them in the app and we can compare our stats Download it now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick 
in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. Always brought to you by PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. Final four set. PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. The last two weeks, prop swappers have been making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Then, after you make a purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in that profit. Like our friend Patrick from New York sold a $1,000 35-to-1 Houston championship ticket for $6,000 on PropSwap before their Elite 8 game. Patrick turned $1,000 into $6,000 guaranteed, and the buyer got the best odds in the country. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. It's got fantastic features, as always, like listed tickets, filtering them based on the best value. You get a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and the red-hot tickets for sales. Plus, you get a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and you get a first deposit cash match. Use that promo code SGP on your first deposit, PropSwap is going to match it up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Speaking of sports bets, the reason why we're here, Cody, you want to make some folks some money this weekend. I know you do. I, I, I hear it in your voice. That's the only reason we're here, man. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> I mean, and we love to talk about NASCAR, too. I was going to say, and I love spending Wednesday, night, Wednesday nights with you. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's like our set date every week, and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I don't have my wine or my, you know, drink this week. So, whatevs, man. Uh, all right. Let's get into our bets, Cody, because uh, this is where the fun begins. I'm going to kick it to you first because, again, we may talk about the major series a lot. <laughs> But we do give you bets for the under series, so here's here's our first for that one. That's right, and I think uh, is all. I think all three series are running again this weekend, which has been a few. Or no, I guess not. Trucks are off this weekend. Oh. Just kidding about that. Boom. But anyways, Xfinity series. Yes, uh, this will be Saturday. Uh, Noah Gregson to win plus five fifty. Uh, <laughs> this is mostly based on who's been hot lately. He, he's been good this season. He's he's been up front every weekend in the mix. Uh he won a couple weeks ago at Phoenix, which you could argue is probably the most similar. Well, it is the most similar track the Xfinity series has run on for sure. It's a shorter flat track. I mean it's a mile long. This one's three quarters. Shaped a little differently, banked a little differently, but the closest you're gonna get. Junior Motorsports has been the class of the field, other than that Gibbs kid. But, you know, he's a, he's always good. Uh, <laughs> but Junior Motorsports and their cars uh, have been have been running the show. They've been top dog. Uh, he actually won here last year in September. Uh, he had a second-place finish here back in, in 2018, uh, a fifth here in 2020. So he's been pretty consistent at this track, uh, this this kind of mid-sized, shorter track seemed to fit his style pretty well. And like I said, he's been hot. So I'm just going to kind of ride that and, and roll with Noah Gregson to win the Xfinity Series race. You do that. I'll go ahead and take the kid with two wins already that <laughs> probably literally isn't even old enough to to do anything other than drive around this track. And that is Ty Gibbs. 
He also comes in at plus 550, so, I mean, it's not like we're totally opposite on the poll here. We're literally sitting at the same odds for these guys, and it, it really is a coin flip between these guys. I mean, Gibbs, Gibbs has won two races in the last three. Uh, you know, you said Gragson has won two, so it's, you know, it, it really is a coin flip. His only race here, Ty Gibbs, uh, he finished seventh, so he was in the mix for that on the Xfinity Series. Uh, so, and he started 15th in that race. So seventh place finish last year in his first race here. Uh, kid's got confidence. Kid's got everything, but probably a date. Well, I'm sure he's got a date. I'm, I'm sure he was. I'm, uh, I'm sure he, <laughs> he did cancel that one date after winning last week or two weeks ago, but, uh, I don't think he's having a problem finding dates. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. No, I mean, no argument with that. Uh, that kid is so good. I mean, we almost went one-two with our Xfinity picks last week. If Chastain wouldn't have got spun at the end there, I could easily see it happening again this week and flip a coin to pick which one finishes first, which one finishes second. These two guys are the class of the field in the Xfinity series. I think that uh, they're going to be the top two dogs for most of the season, probably at almost every track. So, yeah, I, I love putting a little on both of them, and that's what I was going to say. Decent. I mean, they're the favorite. But you're still getting decent odds at plus 550. Yeah. So I like it. That's what I was going to say, too. If, if you're feeling froggy, just a quarter unit on both, and then you're covered. Whatever your yeah, Xfinity hey. budget is, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, and then you hit one of them, and you roll that money into Sunday, and we'll cash another big winner, hopefully. Well, we're going to definitely cash this next one. I, I love your next one because it's, I mean, you almost could make this bet every single week, and if they're throwing plus money at you for it, you might as well keep doing it, yeah? Well, yep. So you got Ross Chastain, top three, plus 335. All right. Over the last month, his average finishes uh, second place. <laughs> the dude has been on fire. Like you said earlier, he's got the confidence. He knows this car. He knows what he's doing. He's coming off a win. I wouldn't be surprised to see him win another one here. He, I mean, this is a total just confidence on a roll play. You're getting plus odds. He doesn't even have to win the race for this one. All he has to do is finish in the top three. I think he's going to be in the mix again. Is he this season's Kyle Larson-ish guy? Where you <laughs> Funny, they were both in the 42 car of the season before they went off, maybe, huh? A little link there. But, uh, I, I, I mean, obviously it's a little bit of a different scenario where he's not just jumping into, like, the most elite equipment all of a sudden. But maybe given a chance in a much better car, better equipment that is more equal to these other guys, now you're seeing, like, hey, maybe this guy is just as good as some of these other guys, and maybe he just goes on an absolute tear now. I don't know if I'm going to go that far yet, but I think he's going to be in the mix every week. He's going to be up front and a top three. Obviously, he's proved it four races in a row, finishing in the top two, uh, that, that he can hang with these guys and that he's going to be up there. He finished second at Phoenix. He was in the mix there at the end. Uh, could have possibly gotten Chaste or uh, Briscoe at the end of that race. Didn't and finished second to him. So I, I love to see him up front again this week. I, I think he's going to pick up right where he left off the last couple weeks and and be running up at the front and be in the mix at the end. This is what you were talking about too. This is this is the recency bias that is making this bet, but not not necessarily for a bad reason. Obviously, for a good reason because that is what he's done. You look back at his track record at Richmond, and there's nothing that you would even remotely say yes this is what i want out of this guy in that 42 car because it was just not it was just not what you want but this season the light switch has gone on for chastain and a top three finish in any sort of race uh, is money you want to toss at because 
he's shown that that's what he does. He runs top yeah, three. And for someone like him, it seems like you can't look at the past at all because it's so much different this year with him. I mean, we'd never seen this out of him before. And I mean, last year was basically his first full-time season in the cup series. He's been around a long time in much less equipment. He filled in for Roush uh, for Newman after he got hurt a few years ago, but that was all kind of spot duty and crappy cars. And, and then last year, I mean, we don't even know how much he was really getting. They announced maybe not even halfway through the season that that team was basically folding and selling to track house. So who knows what he was even getting out, you know, what they were putting into it at the end of that. So it's really hard to measure any of his past stuff. So, I mean, this one is almost solely on what's been going on the season, how he's adjusted to this new car, how he seems to know what, what's going on with it and be able to handle it. And then obviously the, the huge momentum he's rolling into this weekend. Hopefully it's not the Super Bowl hangover and, and he falls off, but I get, we didn't see that with Briscoe where he was in the mix again. Uh, and he's, he's been in the in victory lane in the lower series and and knows how to handle himself i think so my might not be a little drunk on watermelon like myself here but uh <laughs> i think he'll be up in the mix again and, and a top three is definitely not out of the out of the question for him yep the watermelon crawl is uh is a real thing out there for ross chastain uh all right top three pretty much bank that one I, I just i don't have any any other things to add because it just that's what he does. Uh, so I'll move on to my next bet. And I've got uh, Chase Elliott and William Byron both inside the top five by the end of this race. And that's coming in at plus 400. But, you know, it, it's a hard case to make because William Byron hasn't necessarily been all that great. He did win a race a couple of weeks ago. He did finish fifth in Las Vegas. But outside of that, a 12th place last week, 18th in Phoenix, 34th in Fontana, and 38 in Daytona. So uh, both of those wrecks in Fontana and Daytona, he actually crashed, so he wasn't even running at the end of it. But uh, he's led laps in Phoenix. He obviously led some laps in Atlanta to win. You know, Byron is there. Byron is uh, one of the the Hendrick cars that I think is even better than Larson at this point right now this season. You can, you know, tell me I'm, I'm wrong on that one, but we've seen Bowman running up front a lot in this car too. And I think he's the one that's the hardest to make a case for this week, obviously. But uh, I, I have a feeling that this is a get-right week for Byron. Uh, and again, he, he's going to ride some of that momentum uh, that he had at the Atlanta Super Speedway. Uh, because again, road racing has never been Byron's strong suit. So you can't really count on that. But Elliott, on the other hand, again, he's he's one of those guys that week after week, you know, you're always counting on to be up there. In fact, you know, obviously the champion a couple of years ago. So he's been good all over the place. And uh, in Richmond, he actually has had, uh, let's see, two, two top three finishes, actually, out of the last four races that he's been on here. So uh, in 2019 and 2020, 2021, He's actually finished. Oh, yeah, take yeah, two two top five finishes, uh, and then you go back through his career. He's had four out of twelve starts. Guy can finish in the top five here. So if he can just get Byron to, to come along with him, I, I think you're sitting pretty for this. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna give me two hundred cars in the top five. I'm not ever gonna say no to that, especially at plus odds like that. I mean, that's that's pretty good plus odds for the the best team. I mean, Chevy's been the class of the field this season so far. Hendrick, obviously, that three other four teams have a win. Elliott still has the points lead. He's the one that doesn't have a win. 
man, I, you got to think he's going to bust through and get a win on an oval track here soon. He, he looked good a few weeks ago. I can't remember which race it was that he was up front for a while, but uh, uh, he's been he's been consistent and he's been looking good. Again, we talked about last week. He had a good car. I think his pit crew cost him a chance, um, but also his pit crew every week uh, mechanics where has like a a pit crew average thing that they release where it's the fastest average pit crew for throughout the race or whatever. And Elliot's team, I believe they won it for the whole season last year and they're consistently on top of that except for last week, but uh, most of the time. So that, that can play a huge advantage too in getting them up there. And again, you don't need these guys to win just to be in the top five and you cash that bet. So uh, I'm never going to turn down to 200 cars in the top five at plus 400. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I absolutely will too. Uh, all right, and the next one, uh, this is this is continuing our our philosophy of a of a full fade of a certain driver. So I'm gonna go ahead and make you let you make your case in this next bet. Yeah, uh, Tyler Reddick uh, over Denny Hamlin at minus 105. Again, yeah, like you said, full fade of Hamlin. He's not shown anything this season. He's had a little bit of speed here and there. He's not been able to put anything together. I talked about it last week where just once something doesn't go his way, it's almost like he quits, he gives up. Redick has been another guy that's been on on his stuff this season. He, You know, we've seen three brand-new winners, is it, this year already that had never won before. I think Redick is the next one that's going to that's gonna add his name to that list. Uh, I think it was 2001 as the – when we saw six different winners that season, first six different first-time winners. I don't know that we'll get to that this season, but I mean, you, we still got some super speedways coming up too. So who knows? You know, and Atlanta throws in and throw that in as another super speedway later on. So I wouldn't be surprised. But I love Reddick this week. I mean, he's done really well. He finished third at Phoenix again. The closest comparison we have in this car. Uh, Track wise, I, I think uh, he was 15th and 11th last year in the two races. Um, he's in the same car, but it's the new car, and obviously they've proven to be a lot better in this new car. So, uh, he, and he finished fifth at Coda. He was good. He, he was third at Phoenix, seventh at, at Vegas. So he's been up front doing well. You don't need him to win. You don't. I mean, he just has to beat Denny Hamlin, and Hamlin has just sucked this year. He's been bad. He he has not done well. I don't think he's adjusted well to this car. I think he gets frustrated more than he likes to actually try and work on things and make it better. He just wants it to be magically fixed, and when it's not, he throws a pity party in the car. And I uh, I love this one. Uh, yeah, I just don't I don't see him again. We talked about Gibbs has been good here. Hamlin's been good here, but. I'm going to keep keep fading him until he proves me wrong, at least. This is what makes this difficult, right? We talked about past performance. You just said it, too, that Denny Hamlin has been good here. It's not even begin to, to say what he's been. He's been outstanding here, right? Uh, he has eight top five finishes out of, the, out of 10 of the last 10 races. He won in 2016, six top three finishes. Uh, his average finish here is eight, just a, just a touch over eight, 8.8. .8. Uh, he's led 197 laps in 2021, 207 in 2020, 
Uh, unfortunately, both second place finishes. He lost late in the race. He <laughs> led most laps and then lost in there. Uh, but in 30 career starts, three wins, 15 top fives, 19 top tens. He's the active leader in, in laps led at 2,108. But just like you pointed out, three DNFs this year. Daytona 37th, Las Vegas 32nd, Atlanta 29. Guy has not been at all what that those previous numbers actually laid out. So who are you going to get on Sunday? You're going to get the Denny Hamlin of old or the next gen Denny Hamlin. And that and that's the big mystery. I mean, last year if you would have had a matchup of Tyler Reddick versus Denny Hamlin, I couldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to put enough money on Denny Hamlin to win a matchup like that. It would have been so lopsided, but now we're seeing things being adjusted with how things are going this year and just the way that Reddick has consistently been able to prove at all the different types of tracks that he can run up front, he can do well. And Denny, I mean, Denny's 22nd in the points. If the playoffs started today, you know, that, that old saying <laughs> he would be out. So again, it, it's basically a full fate of he's not done well this season. Reddick's been on it. Reddick has proven. And again, that's another thing where you can look back at his past performance and yeah, it's not that great, but again, maybe in subpar equipment, then now more equal with Chevy having that advantage that maybe Toyota doesn't have. I'm going to, I'm going to ride the hot driver again and, and, and roll with Reddick over Denny. I almost, almost wanted to eat that full fade. I, I just, I, the numbers were so, I actually had to write them up. I had to, because just of the fact that he's been so dominant at this track, I had to at least present it as a case because you know, in good conscience, I couldn't necessarily tell everybody to completely uh, ignore what he did in the past uh, because there's going to be a lot of people like, well, why didn't you pick Denny? I, I made both sides of the case, but I still had to put him in the article, so it, it hurt a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I almost had to. But my winner, I, I picked, I I'm feeling confident about uh, his chance as well. So uh, move over to my next bet. This is a hedge, basically. If you bet the Elliott and Byron top five, uh, obviously, if if Bowman is the top Chevy, then that means that there are three Hendrick cars in the top five, which is not necessarily all that out of the question. Just not. We very saw him likely. finish uh, one, two, three, four last year. We sure did, didn't we? So <laughs> it's 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 out there. It's possible. Uh, but I've got Bowman as the top Chevy at plus nine hundred. Again, this is just necessarily if Elliott or Byron do not get into the top five for whatever reason. I mean, this is a short track. They very well could get taken out. Uh, but Bowman on this track, uh, he won in 2021. He won this, this is the last race that he won here. Uh, he's actually got to win this season already. Uh, he had an opportunity to win the truck race. I mean, the guy's in front in everything he gets in and every, every vehicle he steps behind and he seems to be, uh, enjoying himself this season in this new car. So I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, for what it's worth, I think Bowman has a good chance here again to to replicate the success that he had uh, again this was one of those races though where he wasn't leading the most laps it was denny hamlin that led the most laps in that race and uh bowman actually took uh, advantage of, of a late um surge and, and got past him so uh you look at what he's done oh, even over the last few weeks uh second place in austin we talked about that 10th place in atlanta 14th in phoenix eh, and then uh he won in las vegas so Again, he's riding a little bit of a momentum streak, and I would not be surprised if he did end the day as the top Chevrolet of the day. Well, let's just go ahead and uh, lead into one of my next bets here. 
I like to give a little bit of a shorter, shorter odds driver and then more of a long shot. My long shot's not going to be 40 to one this week. We're not going to go too crazy, but at 20 to one, I like Alex Bowman. And uh, I mean, for everything, for all the reasons he just said, uh, the closer nickname had been given to Harvick for years, being able to put himself in position to be there at the end. You get a late race caution, you get a late race, whatever. And he's there and he, steals the victory that he shouldn't have won or backs into it as Kyle Bush would say but I, 20 to 1 for a guy that <laughs> has already won the season that's been up front almost every week again at the road he's not even been known as a road course racer and he easily could have won last week and it actually looked like he was going to for a minute when it looked like Chastain and Almondinger were going to take each other out so he's been doing well we talked about Chevy has been the best we talked about Hendrick has been the best. I mean, Bowman wins. That's plus 2,000. He would also be the top Chevy at plus 900. Ross Chastain can finish second and get his top three. And then you get uh, Byron and Elliott to round out the top five. And, man, we're cashing big this weekend. But, parlay uh, those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, parlay that. See, see what you can get on that. And also uh, our friends at WinBet have them at plus 500 for a top three, which – I actually really like that as well, too, because, like I said, he's been there in the and it seems like any time there's a late-race caution or anything. So uh, I think that's a solid bet um, as well on top of it. But then my other winner uh, to transition into that, Tyler Reddick, we just touched on him. I think he's that next guy that's due for one. Uh, I mean, again, he's been running up front. He, he seems to have figured out this car. We talked about before the season even started that his win total was set at 0.5, and I, we talked about how much we loved him going over that. I think we could easily see that this week. We started the race six different races, six different – or started the season six different races, six different winners. Why not go for lucky number seven and uh, put the eight car in victory lane? <laughs> six, uh, seven, eight, I see what you did there. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, yeah, he was third at Phoenix um, – Fifth, fifth at Coda last week, seventh at Vegas. He's been running up front. He's been in the mix. Uh, he's been close. Man, Phoenix. I really, I thought he was going to get uh, Briscoe at the end there. He was close. Uh, wasn't wasn't quite able to to get past him and Chastain. So he finished third. But uh, I, I really like him. And plus fourteen hundred. Again, we saw it. We've seen it now with Chastain. I think his he's down to what like uh, plus eight hundred to win this week or something like that. So oh, he's up. He's up plus twelve hundred as well, I guess. But uh, still, you, you see these guys' odds starting to creep down a little, and I think this is a chance to still get pretty decent odds on a guy that's proven that he knows this car, proven that he can run up front, proven that he can keep himself in the mix. Yes, sir. I don't hate it. I, I, I mean, again, the the eight car is always there, but I just feel like I'm never. He's gonna win one. I just don't know when. So I guess if you want to keep. Uh, continuing to say yes, uh, then you could put a little something on him. And you're right. I mean, six different races, six different winners, seven, you know, it's just all, I love that numerology. So uh, I don't hate that bet. I think it's a, it's a decent one. But my, my pick to win is actually going to be one of the old guys. Give me the old guys again. So, somebody, somebody give me an old man win. That's, that's what I'm, 
I, I, I love you, Tyler Reddick. Or not Tyler Reddick, uh, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, you're, I think you're younger than me, So, but still, you're an old man. Look, no, Not by much, I don't think. No, that's true, actually. <laughs> I think, well, Harvick and I are the same age. Jimmy and I are the same age. So I think he's actually right in that same club. Yeah, so. I think so, too. So, yeah. All right, Martin, we're old men. We deserve, we deserve <laughs> one. Uh, but if this is the track that it's going to happen on, then this is the track that it's going to happen on. Uh, you can find him over on WinBet right now at plus 900. Our friends at WinBet offering some uh, NASCAR action, so go take them up on that. Grab this plus 900 to win over there. Uh, sprinkle some stuff on everybody's to win, I think, is what would be fun. But for Martin Truex Jr., the guy has six straight top five finishes at this track. So you want to talk about running up front. Martin Truex Jr. runs up front on this track. Over 31 starts, he's got eight top fives. Uh, we just talked about six of them uh, being here in the last six races. And then 14 top tens. But more than that, he's actually led the most laps here since the fall race of 2016 uh, with 1,157, right? So this guy knows Richmond. He knows how to run it. He knows how to keep his car. And this isn't just in the car that he's in now. This is over the course of his career. Uh, of course, now, mind you, in his car now, he's definitely done a lot better than in the past, but uh, definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, this season, too, though, right? Out of all the older drivers, I feel like he might be the one quietly doing the best. He's got three top ten finishes in the first six races, which is uh, something to be said when you look at guys like Hamlin and Harvick and even Kyle Busch and, and Kurt Busch, those, those wily veterans that usually dominate tracks. Uh, they haven't necessarily been making the type of noise that, that other drivers have. And, and, because, and for rightfully so, with all of the new guys and all of the new kids grabbing the headlines, guys like Martin Truex Jr. and his finishes are kind of being swept under the rug. So this is a sneaky bet at plus 900, I think, it, it, to win this race. Uh, not as long of odds as, as some of the other ones out there, uh, but maybe the odds makers were taking note of, of the, the old guy. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to sneak in a Truex bet for this one. I don't hate it. I mean, like we t like I touched on earlier, he's owned this track pretty well. Uh, and also, if you're into weird superstitious things, like he's running the auto owners' uh, paint scheme sponsorship on his car this weekend, and it seems like anytime he's in that car for whatever reason, he just wins and dominates races. So chalk that up in the uh, in the odd column, but uh, <laughs> it's. That's it's a weird thing. It just seems like anytime he's in that car for whatever reason, it seems so much faster. I don't know if their insurance is that good or what the deal is. But uh, I was looking too on Winbet. Winbet's offering a lot more stuff this week. They're they're digging into NASCAR a little more than they have been in the past. They have Martin Truex Jr. at plus a hundred over Kyle Larson, which I think is actually sort of an interesting bet because if you want to go based on the track history with how well Truex has done and just his consistent finishes, like you just touched on this week. Or, or like you just touched on his consistent fish finishes the last few weeks and Larson, like we touched on <laughs> has not had those consistent finishes. That's kind of an interesting one at plus odds too. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have an argument. There's so many guys you can pick to win. It's which has been great because obviously we've seen different winners every week, so it makes it more difficult. But again, plus 900, you couldn't have dreamed of getting him at that last year at any track, let alone a track that he's this good at. So it, you know, maybe he can be the one to break that uh, the old man curse and ch chalk one up for the old guys for you, Rod. 
All I want is him to grab the icy hot when he's done and ice down <laughs> everything that's sore because sitting for 400 laps as a 40-year-old man is not the business. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> man, I'm I'm not even 40 and I hurt after sitting for like 10 minutes. So <laughs> if if I'm in Bay Area traffic for any longer than 2 hours, I want to get out and just absolutely <laughs> jump in an ice bath immediately afterwards so i don't know how these guys do it cramped in the way they are in heated equipment with barely any air conditioning in it so yeah. they're athletes rod they are hey, what some people will tell you mm -mm. they are definitely true athletes you will never hear me argue that fact at all i just it's the same folks that say that wrestling isn't real i'm just well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you believe what you want, Rob. Come for the NASCAR, <laughs> stay for the wrestling arguments. Uh, no, we'll but some cricket too later. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, deep man. do you want us to go? Give us uh, some feedback on I that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm actually going to post my segment. I think that that's fun to listen to. I, I just participated in an SGPN uh, live betting tournament, or it wasn't SG, it was a Sirius XM uh, live betting tournament for the uh, FSGA or FGSA. And, um, yeah, I was representing SGPN. We were doing live bets. We were, we were doing a bunch of, of crazy stuff, and, and I just decided to toss a, a bet on cricket. So uh, I, I kind of pissed everybody off on that one, but that was fun. <laughs> it was entertaining. It made me want to bet on it. So I You mean, see what I'm saying? Like, what more can you ask for? Here's the thing. We are trying to make gambling fun again. Like, everybody's being serious about it. We want to make gambling fun again. So. Uh, at least that's what I'm hoping for, Cody. I, I I don't know. I know you're trying to make money off of this, but I just want to have fun. Hey, it is fun to win, to make money. So, uh, that's it. you know, you hit 40 to one winners. We, we had a good, we've had a good couple weeks in a row here. We've hit a couple winners. Now we hit some good bets. We're kind of getting in our groove. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling lucky. Let's, uh, let's go make some money this weekend in Virginia. This show is still in its infancy and we are just having a blast bringing it to you. And we appreciate you guys for reaching out. We've had some folks on social media the last couple of again, we're only 10 episodes into this. So the fact that we are actually having some folks reach out now and, and just really uh, tell us that they appreciate it. And we love to hear it because guess what? We're doing this for you. I mean, granted it's, it's fun for us, but if you guys don't enjoy it, then then what's the point? So, Cody, I know I'm I'm excited about anybody that uh, that says they listen. So you, I know you're floored too. Yeah, same. I, I mean, again, I'm new to the podcasting world and stuff, and for people to want to sit down and listen to us and take our advice and learn from us, it's great. I love it. And yeah, getting feedback on social media in the Slack channel, it's great. It's helpful for us if you you know you have things that you want us to work on or, or, you know, maybe things we can touch differently, stuff like that. And positive feedback makes us feel good and happy and ready to come back again. Hit the dopamine kids hit the dopamine. <laughs> All right. I'll three, let's recap our bets for everybody. Uh, so grab your pen and your paper. Here are our final bets before we say goodnight to you and goodbye to you. No matter when you're listening to this, uh, Cody started with Gragson to win the Xfinity race at plus five uh, fifty. I had Ty Gibbs to win the Xfinity race at plus 550. Another head-to-head -head matchup there. That's I love those. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, Cody had the lock of the week. Chastain, top three, plus 335. Uh, that's about to hit, so bet that one. Elliot and Byron, I did top five finishes, plus 400. Uh, and then Cody finished up with his Reddick over Dennis. Allen, uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton uh, at minus 105. Until he gets a win... I'm going to mispronounce his name. So 
Uh, and then I had Bowman as the top, Chevy at plus 900. Uh, and then Cody picked his winners, uh, Reddick at plus 1400 and Bowman at plus 2000. I'm giving you the old man, Martin Truex Jr. at plus 900 over there on WinBet. Make sure you snatch that up. Uh, a lot of fun bets again this weekend. Uh, hopefully you tail some of these and, and hopefully like last week, you come home with a big winner and a big watermelon in your arms cody why don't you let everybody know where they can find all of your work on the interwebs that's right uh you can find me on twitter at husker underscore zeeb uh usually do a DraftKings article have had some f1 stuff out recently so have a lot of fun with that and uh join us in the slack channel of course and uh follow us our our show has its own twitter handle at nascar gambling so give us a follow there We'll post stuff from the show. I think we have some stuff coming out this weekend with, with our partners at WinBet too. So follow us there for maybe some extra picks and stuff like that. So yeah, that's at, at NASCAR Gambling. Absolutely. And then you can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Uh, and then, yeah, like he, like Cody said, follow the show at NASCAR Gambling. And, of course, you know, always feel free to leave us a review. We, we appreciate hearing you uh, and what you have to say and, and what you like about this show, what you want more of in this show, what you want less of of this show. Uh, you know, more 40 to 1s. I think that's an overall uh, thing that everybody can say so. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we moved to Richmond. I'm going to go finish uh, this watermelon now. <laughs> I want watermelon liqueur. That's that's what I want, especially after this day. Well, I've been soaking it in vodka, Ron. I'm not a rookie. Uh, <laughs> well, then what do we... we I, I don't think we can eat the seeds, can we? We can't dry them out and eat them like, like pumpkin seeds. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell? Might be fun. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we move to Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we will definitely talk to you over the course of the week in the Slack channel, and uh, and hopefully we'll we'll cash you some tickets, win you some money, but more importantly, enjoy the race and enjoy the process. This is all supposed to be fun, man, and we're having a blast. So uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing, and as always, let it ride.